Hey, I'm Jim. Hey, I'm Charlie. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. And it's a week too late to talk about E3 being canceled. Uh, But first, I just want to give a quick uh, update. Um, Even though we released our premiere origin story episode, which, you know, we're calling internally episode zero, um, uh, we released it over the weekend. Um, Going forward, we're going to be working to release a new episode every week uh, in like the middle-ish of the week, um, preferably every Thursday so that you know what to expect. Um, So if you subscribe to our little show, you now have something to look forward to during a commute uh, or, you know, doing dishes, doing chores around the house, or, you know, uh, to distract yourself from the demons that wander the halls of your home waiting for you to drop your guard so they can pounce. Is that just me? No. Am, am I the only one with demons that wander the house? Those are children. No. Oh, 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 man. I'm children, so glad that you clarified that. <laughs> Uh, How dare you, sir? No. <laughs> um, and 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 um, you know, I, I, one one other thing that I just wanted to sort of bring up here is I want to thank everybody that listened um, over the course of the past yes. uh, several days. Um, yeah. I've, I've been feverishly just like refreshing the like analytics page uh, from where I submit the podcast just to like see, ooh, what's new? You know, how many have listened and things like that. And, you know, there's a heat map um, that uh, has. <laughs> no. Yeah, there's a heat map that shows like, you know, the concentration of, of people who have, of, of areas where people have listened. I didn't know. Um, I didn't know we had this kind of predator technology. That's amazing. I, you know, <laughs> um, uh, but uh, you know, obviously, like you know, because we know a lot of people in the New England area, there's like a high concentration of listeners in the New England area. But, but I want to give a special shout out to whoever uh, has listened to us in or around Brussels, Belgium. That officially makes us international. And I'm just going to assume that the person who is listening in that area is the muscles from Brussels, Jean-Claude Van Damme. And you're not going to convince me otherwise. Okay. I'll, yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm going to let you have this one. I'll, I'll, just, okay. I'll just give it to you. Cause... Okay. Okay. You know, so thank you, Jean-Claude, if you uh, are listening to this episode. Yeah. Uh, I love you as Predator. I'm, <laughs> oh God. <laughs> it's a deep cut. Actually, I don't even think that that was him in the final cut. I think he was like a prima donna then too, right? Predator. He was originally the predator. Jean-Claude Van Damme was originally the predator? He was originally the predator, yeah. That was like his first Hollywood gig, but I, I forget if he was fired from it or... Like in the suit? In the suit, yeah. But he like complained about the fact that he was, you know, in the suit and his face was covered up. So I think I it actually ended about, up being someone else. I don't know about that. Like, have I, I been I, misled by the internet? I, I feel like I, Charlie, believe it or not, uh, the internet lies to you. No, I know things aren't real. You're just blowing my mind. The demons in my house are my children. The internet lies to me. What the hell is going on here? <laughs> I just, you know, I convinced a. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I don't. I don't know about that one. I'm like, okay, okay. 
right, well, I like- you know, I, real talk though, like uh, Bloodsport's one of my all-time favorite movies. <laughs> so we have a few like little news bits to get through before we get into yep. uh, the E3 stuff. Uh, first thing, uh, you know, um, since the main topic of the show is going to be about E3, which is a video game expo, maybe we'll start off with a little bit of video game news. Um, so Nintendo recently announced that the sequel to The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild has been delayed yet again, uh, this time to spring 2023. Um, now, for your reference, I don't know if you're aware, Jimmy, but um, Breath of the Wild uh, came out in 2017. And then in 2019, Nintendo announced a sequel. Uh, but of course, you know, COVID happened. Of course, that caused delays. Um, at first, um, they announced it would be uh, released this year, 2022. But then 2022 comes around and, you know, a lot of people, you know, myself and, you know, my daughter, Grace included, um, we were getting antsy, like wondering, like, when is it going to come out? They said 2022. We haven't heard anything yet. And then finally, a couple of weeks ago, at the end of March, um, the producer of the series, and I'm probably going to butcher his name, A.G. Aonuma, he uh, released a video saying that um, just a quick video with, you know, him you know, making the announcement and uh, some like new uh, gameplay footage, like maybe 30 seconds worth. Um, but he said that um, it's been moved. And, uh, you know, like I said, a second ago, spring 2023, at least now they're telling us like a general time as opposed to just like, it's coming out in this particular year. Now it's saying spring of 2023. Now, I mean, for me, um, I'm okay with this. Like I'd much rather a game be released finished um instead of you know broken and needing patches or just absolutely being you know nowhere near what they promised like you know they're i mean no man's sky um it was one of those where they promised this one type of game and then when they finally released it it was nowhere near what they promised nowhere near i mean it is now like several years later and they're still putting out free updates to it and i give them all the credit in the world and no man's sky is actually one of my favorite games right now but, um, you know, uh, but I, I'm okay, you know, because of things like that, because of things like Cyberpunk 2077, is it 2077? Yeah. yeah. Um, it, 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 you know, because of things like that, I'm okay with delays as long as oh, yeah. the game that they released is finished. Now, I know you're kind of more recently gotten into gaming over the past few years. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um my my wife and uh my my kid are, are both pretty avid gamers um mm. and both of them loved 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 the breath of the wild series um yeah. i have gotten the little hang glider that's as far as i've got and it's not, <laughs> not I, I mean it was just beautiful and i fell in love with it it's just yeah it, it takes a lot to get me into a game and then when i'm in a game like usually it's i'm so late in discovering it like I will spend years just going through it. Yeah, like I, yeah. I spent years playing nothing but Portal Two. Oh, so because well, they got the the build a thing, so you can build yeah. a level. Mm-hmm. So you have infinite levels. So mm-hmm. I just I literally just played it for years and years and years. So good. Um, one guy built a pinball machine in it. Ooh. It was yeah, it's crazy. Um, Sweet. Yeah. Um. 
so like what you know uh, i i assume that you're of sort of like a similar mindset to me in terms of game delays like what like how i mean yes how i'd do rather you feel? finished and and ready to go than uh than something incomplete um i mean the waiting sucks of course but at you least know, but at I least th- they're giving us updates i think as a child of like you know the star wars era and the back to the future trilogies too kind of fit into this because i remember between like 85 and I feel like it was 88, 89 when like the second one came out. Like it felt like forever, but it really wasn't. I think I was just like, oh yeah, because you were like 10 and like everything felt like forever. Oh, um, yeah. yeah. But like 20 minute drive down the roads feels like two hours when you're that yeah. young. But now it's like you kind of have this. I mean, we're kind of oversaturated with content as it is, whether it be television, video games. There's always something to kind of keep us busy. Uh, with video games, I'm always I'm always the guy who will like wait six months to buy it. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I did last time, I also tend to just will will like a game and just hang on to it forever. Like I, mm-hmm. I have uh, I've just hung around in Grand Theft Auto when I was bored. Like yeah, like not doing it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel like I should just go into my game thing now. So I've been playing uh, the Borderlands franchise for a while. And like I said, I tend to get into things late. So by the time I finished playing one, two was kind of getting ready to come out. Uh, so I got that a couple months after it came out and I fell in love with it. That game was just a masterpiece. Mm. And they came out with the pre-sequel, which everybody hated, but I loved because you could play. Uh, have you played any of the series? I've played some of the series, yeah. 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 I uh, haven't played any of them to go to, to the, the end or anything like that though. And there's so worried. I love I love the look of it. I love the cell shading. It looks it's, fantastic, yeah. Yeah, like running around in a comic book. Um and uh just with that heavy outline. And I love that it doesn't I love space that doesn't take itself too seriously. Um kind of again in the vein of like Guardians of the Galaxy, um or something like that. And even like you know, some Star Wars elements, but it's very colorful, very goofy, uh, you know, a lot of fun. And they came out with so much so that one of the DLCs in two was a game within a game. Uh, so Tiny Tina, the uh, who is a 13 year old munitions expert uh, who was kind of raised by by the rest of like the ragtag crew. Sure. Of, of you guys. Um, plays a game of bunkers and badasses which is this world's version of dungeons D&D. and dragons okay <laughs> so there's a lot of uh there's a lot of D jokes in there but you're still running around with like machine guns and rocket launchers and stuff <laughs> <laughs> so that wound up becoming such a hit that they make, decided to make a whole game around tiny tina so you are a uh so you're a character playing a character Okay. Um, and this one, like, like the, the production just went way up with everything. Like it looks a little bit better than three, which is only like a two-year-old game. Yeah. Uh, looks great on the PlayStation four. I haven't tried it on a PlayStation five. Cause I don't know anybody wealthy enough to get one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, Andy Samberg, uh, does a voice. Oh, for real? Yeah. Um, he, he's a Brooklyn nine, nine kid, right? 
Andy Samberg? Yeah, yeah. yeah Saturday okay. Night Live, Lonely right. Island. Yeah. Yeah, I want to make sure I didn't say Andy Circus. Like, I'm like, which one's Smeagol and which one's Dick in oh, a Box? Oh, come on. You know this. Well, now I just imagine Smeagol singing Dick in a Box, and that's going to be my name. <laughs> Oh my God! If anybody, if if anybody can do like a good Smeagol impression and have them singing that, I would. Please, please don't. We're gonna. I want it. I want to watch the world burn, so I want it. Uh, so is this like an entirely new, like fully realized game, or is it just like glorified DLC? Uh, no, no, no. This is a new, entirely its own game. You don't, oh, wow, you don't okay. have to have played a Borderlands title to play it. Just okay. know that you are some point in the future, you're playing a game with these people. So uh-huh. it's Andy Circus. Uh, Wanda Sykes is, is a robot. Andy uh, Samberg, you just said circus. Andy, see, I knew I was going <laughs> to do it. Uh, Andy Samberg, Andy Samberg, Wanda Sykes, and um, oh, Lego Batman there. Uh, uh, Will, Will Arnett. Will Arnett is like the main bad guy. Oh, for real? Yeah, he's got a yeah. bad guy voice. He's got a Batman voice yeah. and a bad guy voice. Yeah, it's kind of the voice. <laughs> yeah, right. And the Batman voice is just prettier because that's it's all about the voice. Yeah, Ben Affleck did it. Like, fuck. Darkness. Darkness. Sadness. Um, all right, so that, uh, so that's cool. So you would uh, you you'd give high recommend for uh, Tiny Tina's uh, Wonderland? <laughs> yeah, especially if you're the type of person who likes first-person shooters. Um, but maybe you're kind of like, I don't know, the whole goofy space aspect doesn't really, or maybe you don't like space. Uh, maybe you're more, much more of a D&D person because it's it's very much its own game in that sense. Your character is a lot more customizable. Mm-hmm. Um, I've made, uh, so far, I've made one character that uh, is a pretty convincing uh, old Greg from the Mighty Boosh. Uh, we'll, we'll I'm old Greg. A little bit later, but... And uh, <laughs> I also made a guy that looks kind of like a, a, a psychotic Ronald McDonald called Slayer McCheese. So it really, and I have a little like mushroom companion too. Uh, <laughs> oh, I love the name Slayer McCheese. Oh yeah. Oh, that's so good. Oh my God. Uh, you're a clever fella, Jim. You're a clever fella. <laughs> uh, awesome. Cool. So um uh the next thing um th- th- i mean so like 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 you said you kind of switched out like what your favorite thing of the week is for 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 this part here uh since we were already talking about video games but i'm just going to change change it up a little bit and and this what i'm about to talk about here this easily easily could have been my favorite thing from the past week but i'm just going to keep it as like a little news bit um um because you know i want to uh reserve my favorite thing for what i chose but um john oliver oh yes for those keeping for those keeping track this is the second week in a row that we've had a community actor referenced in the show fascinating what are the chances what are the odds what are the odds um but uh john oliver um in his show uh last week tonight he unveiled a perfectly legal blackmail plot to get members of Congress to do something about data security. Um, it, it, like it's, it's completely brilliant. Like the segment started off with a deep dive about how personal data is collected and how we as, you know, quote unquote, internet citizens 
um, are tracked with our info gathered and, 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 and we're all sort of placed into um, these like personas, uh, you know, kids and Cabernet, like they name them, like depending on like all this information based on where you've surfed, um, uh, uh, videos you've watched, ads you've clicked on, you know, all kinds of things. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, he talks about how all that information is sold to companies for the purposes of marketing and solicitations. And like things get scarily specific. Like uh, if, 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 if you haven't listened to it, folks, uh, if you haven't watched it, rather watch it. It's, uh, it's, it's about like 20, 25 minutes. It's like the main segment of, of, of his show from last week. And it's just, it's incredible. But toward the end of the segment is the best part. Because he revealed that he legally collected data about some politicians in Washington, D.C. that he would keep to himself if a new law was put into place to provide more protections for citizens like sensitive information. Um, it, it's, it's just brilliant. like he brought up like a map of uh, like he set up like three um, uh, ads uh, for, for people to click on targeting specifically um, uh, men older than 45 in the Washington DC area. And the three ads were just like, if I were to see those ads, I'm like, okay, those are all a joke because they were things like, can you vote twice? Um, Ted Cruz erotica, like, or like oh. Ted Cruz erotica book or something like that. <laughs> right. Um, I forget what the other one was, but it like, it was just, it, they each got more like sort of increasingly outlandish. And I'm just like, how can anybody fall for that? But a lot of people, a lot of men age 45 and older in the Washington DC area fell for it, including a few that appeared to have clicked on these ads from within the Capitol building. Oh, Christ, so, cracker. So based on all this information that they were able to, 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 to collect because of internet cookies, John Oliver and his TV show now has a whole lot of information about uh, some, some US politicians. And he's like, I will keep this to myself. He holds up a manila envelope that he, that he says has all the information in it. I will keep this to myself if you enact a law to protect, you know, uh, uh, private information yeah. and like, and he sort of like pointed to something from back in the eighties that, uh, that was sort of like a similar situation. Somebody was running for public office and a reporter went to this politician's local video store, um, and requested that politician's video rental history. And when they and when politicians found out about that, like super quick, they passed a, 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 a um, uh, like a video rental privacy act, um, yeah. like it, with with like lightning speed. So based on that, he's just like, if they can do that back in the eighties, they could yeah. certainly do that for this now. And I just think it's it's amazing. Purchase of Shave Granny's Volume Forty Two is a work of the Democratic ploy against me. Uh, I do declare that I would like to have uh, my uh, search history of uh, watching uh, orphan snuff films uh, oh, kept private. Uh, too real, too real, man. Too <laughs> real. Uh, I, I mean, that was my uh, best, Mitch McConnell. I mean, it was, you know. yeah, no, it, I, I believed you were, you know, Satan. <laughs> I mean, so I kind of think for crux or something. Say what? Uh, sorry, I'm just riffing on Mitch McConnell or oh yeah. No, um, 
I mean, for it like honestly, for 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 the politicians in D.C., I feel like this is a catch twenty two because we know that John Oliver has this sensitive data that could be embarrassing for a number of congressmen. But whoever yeah. introduces a bill would basically be outing themselves as one of the people affected by this. So it's like, you know, honestly, I hope something does come from this, but it's bound to be like a complete and total shit show. See, the, the thing I didn't know about the story, and I'm glad I, I just kind of perused it, uh, <laughs> is that I didn't know they did it to themselves. Mm-hmm. Like I Oliver just went to a data mining and what do you have on who? Like, you know, who do you have? Like, which is almost kind of like relieving that you can't pick and choose them. But like the fact that they set up something and they they just gave it to them willingly into the trap. Completely, completely legal. Like I'm like I'm trying to watch my P's and Q's right now. And we have and it's not like I'm running for anything like (laughs) like I I'm a stay at home dad that draws comics like i mean <laughs> i i'm not you know i'm not selectman material right yeah, i know i mean neither one of us is and there's um, no shame in sex uh films or shave grannies 42 there's no shame in sex things yeah everybody's got their thing i was just like i was like i was like what i was like there was no shame in sex and i was like what the hell did i say what was my joke? And it's like, oh, Dave Grady's number forty-two. There, there is shame in orphan stuff. Oh yes, yes, and and Jesus Christ, man! Like, you know what? I'm not worried about anything anymore. Never mind. I'm like, <laughs> like once it's, it, it's, it's. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's 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 kind of like like Saturday Night Live whenever they show like a picture of Mitch McConnell or any other like, you know absurdly cruel politician and they're like making a face yeah and uh you know seen here something 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 you know like and it's always like something you know terrible i kind of got you know influenced by that <laughs> i mean he's a horrible horrible human being and should be thrown in a wood chipper but <laughs> i feel like he would clog the wood chipper like i feel like he wouldn't cut right like, like he's just, just a soggy human being and just gums up the works like just like a bad like sinewy like piece oh, of Jesus. I feel like that's what he because I feel like he's more just like tendons and hate than an actual <laughs> right. Like, yeah, like well, most most people are carbon based. He's just you know unadulterated hate. Yeah, like kind of like Vincent D'Onofrio <laughs> and Men in Black. Like you just like. You <laughs> Is that what it's here? How's that? The fucking turkey gurgle he's got going, like, yeah, yeah, (laughs) Jesus. Uh, you know what? The less said about Mitch McConnell, the better. Um, so, uh, so yeah, so, uh, you know, uh, you know, any if anything new comes out of this, you know, maybe we'll talk about it and see what happens because I'm deeply invested, so we'll see what happens, but uh. Uh, Jim, you've got a music thing you want to talk about? Uh, so uh, I found an old friend of ours, Chuck. No way. An old friend. Found a friend I hadn't, I hadn't heard from in a long time. That friend, my friend, was grunge. Yes. The music style of grunge. Music style of grunge, okay. 
Nirvana, and this this was this was this was the first thing that greeted me yesterday when I woke up. Like, so Nirvana, Chris Novoselic, Novoselic, yeah, Soundgarden's Kim Thynell. I've never said that right, but Thynell, the big dude with the beard. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> for Soundgarden, and uh, Mac Cameron, also of Soundgarden and Pearl Jam, mm-hmm. uh, have formed a band and already released an album. Out of nowhere, get the hell uh, out of here! They have two female singers. Uh, it's called Third Secret, and you can listen to it now on Spotify. Third, damn right, it's a third secret. I, that, that, I, that's a, wow. Okay. Oh uh, yeah, the supergroup also features uh, Jennifer Johnson, Julian Ray. It's either Ray or Ray. I apologize if it's Ray. Uh, Bubba Dupree. Uh-huh. And friend, their safe title debut is out now on streaming platforms. Is it? Have you listened to it? Uh, I listened to some of it. Yeah, I uh, Alex had a uh, MCAS, so we listened to some of it on the way in because uh, oh. I had a Quincy. And uh, it's uh, driving to Quincy. Yeah, because he goes to school online, so we had to take it at like a hotel ballroom. So, so for our listener in Brussels, Quincy is about, I don't know, 30, 45 minutes away from yeah. uh, where yeah. Jim lives. Yeah. Quincy. So it's, 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 it's definitely, you know, podcast episode or, or, or um, music album friendly uh, commute. It was a pretty good distance. Uh, very, um, you know, it sounds like you expect it would. And that's, that's a, that's a great thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So like, it's like total like grunge styling and stuff like that. Is it kind of like a yeah. throwback? You know, well, I mean, you got you look at your three guys on the main instruments. I mean, yeah, you can't not. But it's like, <laughs> yeah, it's three guys that you figure would sound get, good together. And they do. Um, yeah. You know, it's uh, I mean, I know. And uh, and Sorum have been playing together, obviously, forever. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. Chris uh, Novoselic is really cool because he's I know he's done like a couple of bands here and there since Nirvana, but nothing like obviously what dave did with yeah he was a lawyer for a while yeah an entertainment (laughs) lawyer i think yeah um and then he had he had a band with like with like a woman that uh actually like his wife hired for a party to play like uh like spanish flamenco style (laughs) okay yeah and he, he formed a band with her and then he he formed another band with like a group that like he found at like his local community center (laughs) <laughs> okay so this seemed like uh this seemed like a little bit more like oh okay this is like something touring and sure cool. yeah uh al's been learning drums so like i've been kind of trying to music up a little bit more and uh kind of learning relearning some of those bass lines um you know like i just retaught myself come as you are mm-hmm. and uh, just even with with that cool chorus effect on and stuff it's such a fun one to play and like he really was such a good bass player especially you know you didn't you, when you think about a lot of rock music back then like so many guys were just riding the root but really like mm-hmm. he wove around kurt's chords really really well the mm-hmm. three of them so well together okay and, I, I know what i'll be listening to during work tomorrow yeah man give it a shot it's it's pretty cool and uh the two ladies are the singers so it's it's pretty it's pretty good i, I know uh shakes will probably like it because he tends to like like hard rock with with girl singers 
Ah, yes. Okay. Shakes is one of our friends, folks. Yeah. Shout out to Shakes. Shakes. Uh, <laughs> um, so is it almost kind of like a Veruca Salt vibe because of the female singer in the grunge sort of no, atmosphere? No, something, something more in... Um... Like something a little bit more hippier, uh, like not quite as hard as something like L7 or Hole, but like uh, something more around like uh, Mazzy Star or Belly, maybe. Oh, okay. Obviously, but like Mazzy Star is kind of a good. Okay. Well, everybody only knows like Fade Into You, but like. Which like good song, but like that song's like just and you took too much Dramamine. You're just going. Oh. <laughs> All right. Well, there you go. Um, yeah. So third well, secret uh, available on all streaming platforms. So I'll definitely check that out myself because uh, yeah, this is this is news to me. So yeah, you're nice. Look at you, finger on the pulse. Uh, just just one more quick music question. Who who is this this tall young lady with the black hair? Do loopy, doopy loopy. What? Do a Lipa? Do a Lipa. Thank you. Do a Lipa. Yes. Do a Lipa. Yeah. Do a Do a Lipa. Do a Lipa. Okay. Why is has 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 uh, your kid been listening to it to to no. Do a Lipa? I think she's in a commercial for like a perfume or something or okay. and like my wife looked at me and she's like, "Am I supposed to know who that is?" And I was like. Loopy loopy. <laughs> That's not a real person. I'm like, no, she is. I just don't know her name. <laughs> Doopy loopy. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna I am going to call Dua Lipa Doopy Loopy for the rest of my days, or at least for as long as she's relevant. I'm sure she's awesome and um, I apologize to her fans. <laughs> It's all right, you know. We're 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 you know we're old, so it's yeah. Maybe that can be your like. That could be what? Maybe that could be whether like our fans are called like like oh well I'm a doopy loopy. She there you go. Be- there you go. Yeah. yeah. Don't 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 turn the hate outwards. Take it in. Call yourselves. Own it. Own it. You're own you're it. the doopy loopies. Own it, you doopy loopies. <laughs> I'm glad we could solve that mystery for you, Jim. Uh, this is the moment I became old. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> not very many people can pinpoint the exact moment so um all right we'll get into the 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 main topic of the day of the episode um as this episode is called a week too late to talk about e3 being canceled um what's that i said oh yeah That's a, yeah. so canceled, canceled outright though like yeah canceled outright there's no in person and there's no virtual event so let, let, let me explain here so uh for for those of, for the uninitiated um the esa um which stands for the entertainment software association um they are the organizers of e3 which stands for electronic entertainment expo um but everybody just calls it e3 but um so they announced that this year's e3 has been canceled um so like i said no in person and not even online last year um so when the pandemic first started they canceled everything outright then last year um they did an entirely just all virtual uh, all online event 
Um, and, uh, but this year just altogether canceled. Um, now E3 historically has been the biggest video game industry event of the year. Uh, for years, it was uh, only open to people in the industry. So, you know, press, uh, publishers, uh, you know, the big video game companies would all be there. Um, uh, over the past few years, they started opening it up to the general public to, you know, sort of try and stay relevant because there was a lot of criticism that it was becoming just this sort of like big bloated um, affair. Um, um, and it was like, you know, deemed like too exclusive and all that stuff. But, you know, at, at, at its height, in its heyday, like all the major software and hardware companies would be there. Um, they'd make like announcements. They'd all have like their own keynote speeches where they would make announcement after announcement after announcement, you know, just like surprise after surprise after surprise. <clears throat> um, you know, and I, you know, I myself, I would always like follow it. Like back when, you know, magazines were more of a thing. I used to, you know, get Electronic Gaming Monthly Game Pro and I'd read their coverage end to end. Like it would be the supersized issues, like, you know, read all about E3. And then when the internet was, you know, where all the information was, I would tune into the live streams. I would read all the internet articles because it was just like, I need to know what's going on. Um, you know, I even remember back in 2001, when Bill Gates brought out the rock to uh, reveal the Xbox for the first time, like it was a big deal, but there was also like a lot of like awkward moments too, because at the end of the day, like the people who are out there, uh, up there announcing like these consoles and these, these, these software, they're all like people who sit behind, you know, computer desks, uh, computers rather. And like, they're, you know, doing the coding, they're doing the, you know, they're like, in it like they're the they're the like the awkward like um that are, the what pale hunchbacks just like ah. <laughs> right yeah you know and it's, like jesus christ <laughs> so yeah so they'd be the ones that'd be announcing it but you know they'd have all the charisma of of, of a paperclip yeah that reminds me of um sorry i just i guess this is just a really music-centric episode today but uh <laughs> Everything was, comes was, back to music, baby. Well, I was watching a video of uh, of Iggy Pop and the Stooges, and because uh, Watt kind of got them back together and played bass for them when they got Mike back Watt. Together. Mike Watt, yeah. Um, so I was like, oh, cool, like a Stooges performance, and it was from like the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, but I mm -hmm. think it was—I don't think it was like the taped one. I think it was like the actual dinner, because it's okay. like Iggy just up there, like shirt off, giving his all, just like crazy like like flexi torso out there and he gets out into the crowd and it's like this big fancy pants dinner and it's all these guys in like tuxedos and like the least punk rock looking crowd and it's like <laughs> I don't know, like and for a second i was like iggy's gonna beat the shit out of everybody here <laughs> And he's just like, no, it's like, now I want to be old dog. And it's just like, no, he's, he's still, and like the, the, the guys in Texas are like, <laughs> we're making so much money off this crap. Like, <laughs> like, yeah, because it's all industry people who don't know anything yeah. about the rock life. No. And I mean, this is like, this is the Stooges. This is like punk rock and it's like most raw form, you mm -hmm. know, this this isn't the Green Day musical. Like, this, you know? this is Iggy Pop who would like, you know, roll around in broken glass on stage yeah. for Christ's sake. Like, 
Oh God. But it's, uh, I mean, you know, on the, on the complete opposite end of the spectrum, you have all the, for lack of a better term, the nerdiest of nerds up on yeah. stage with all these lights and cameras on them. And, you know, they're, there trying to like be, you know, all hyped up and he's just like, mm, my melanin, um, yeah. my lack of melanin rather. Uh, but, um, you know, uh, um, but over the years, like there'd be, you know, a little bit of like, not so much backlash, but, you know, like I said, like people would criticize it for it being too bloated, you know, after a while, like, um, you know, companies started sort of like pulling out, like the biggest ones were Nintendo. They stopped showing stuff there um, and they just do their own sort of um, video announcement, but they also have their own like um, convention type thing happening, but they usually like to do a big announcement around E3. And another one is um, EA, um, who um, they do their own sort of um, online, like, uh, uh, you know, here's what's coming up for the next year type of thing. Um, So they basically moved their keynote speeches off of the E3 stage and brought it entirely online from them with no like E3 branding or anything like that. And there hasn't been any like real official reason as of right now as we're recording this, but there's been no like official reason that they gave for the cancellation. Um, But the ESA, again, the organizers for E3, they came out and said that E3 will come back in 2023. So that's next year. Um, And they're saying it's going to be, it'll be with a quote unquote reinvigorated showcase, but they don't provide any further context or information as to what exactly that means. So, you know, I, I am kind of of the, of the belief that this is sort of like, uh, you know, like there, there's like other like video game shows that are sort of rising up uh, like yeah. PAX. Um, you may have heard of PAX, but uh, I've, yeah. I've been to PAX East back in like 2000, I want to say 14, um, yeah. which is like that's, you know, that that is very friendly to the gamer. Um, as opposed to like the people in the industry. Um, but I kind of I, I kind of feel like we're sort of seeing the end of days for E3, you know, like, <laughs> like, what, what, do, what do you think? Um, no, I don't. I mean, maybe in, in, the, in its current form. Yeah, I think that all, um, you know, just with, with video games being so close to comics and comics kind of being the, the vanguard for things like E3. Um, you know, San Diego was kind of like the first thing to become like this, like in the early aughts, it kind of became this cultural mecca, especially once, uh, once the Marvel movie started rolling and like, mm. uh, you know, really post Disney purchase of Marvel and then Warner Brothers raking up and realizing, oh, we have a shitload of intellectual properties because oh, <laughs> like he bought everything else and then they bought Warner Brothers and then... <laughs> So the problem is you have these giant mega corporations that now own like, you know, if, if, if Disney and Warner brothers tomorrow wanted to, to save paper and just stop making comic books altogether, they could, and would probably save money somewhere down the line. Um, yeah. I mean, which, especially if they still charge, you know, print prices for digital comics. Uh, yeah. A lot of times. Um, but you have, so you have these giant corporations that are kind of like going like, okay, well we can do our own thing. So you have them taking a lot of that away 
um like i said like with nintendo and uh you know in some ways that's good because it's like maybe they can do their own like like nintendo doing their own thing kind of makes sense because they're 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 so different from the other guys and what they're trying to do um only every once in a while having something like uh like uh triumphs fur day or or uh conquers conquers bad fur day conquers bad fur day and uh what was the one i had for the wii uh you were like a dude with a chainsaw it was like mad world yeah uh i think yeah yeah no but it was like a hyper violent yeah it was just like very surprising for a nintendo console to have like all that violence and blood in it yeah it was it was black white and red it looked like a Frank Miller comic. It was amazing. Yeah, I, like, I remember that. Yeah, it's crazy. And like the the grip was like your chainsaw. And you could just you get extra points for like whipping guys into wheels. Uh, <laughs> yeah, man. I think, ah, the good old days. Uh, all I can all I can tell again from this is is that I've. I mean, I went to the New York Comic Con. I think around 2012, and that was that was way too much. Like, like it was just too crowded, too many people like, mm, Nope, I don't like being cattle. This is, this mm. is, this is way too much. Um, Did you feel that way back in 2001 when we went to wizard world in Chicago? No, no, that felt, uh, that felt a bit more, more manageable. I think, I think it still wasn't accessible as accessible to everybody. Like I think somewhere in the early aughts, uh, you know, and I, and I think it, it was just more and more women making comics and more and more unique voices coming into comics. But like, hmm. like, I feel like when we were like really at the height of like, you know, being, you know, teenage boys in comics, like girls weren't really into it. It's like now if, if a convention center explodes, it'll rain Harley Quinn's like, <laughs> um, right. Which is a great thing. I mean, absolutely. Know? Absolutely. Um, you know, and just so, but like with that, you've you've essentially doubled your fan base, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. And then you people who are like, oh, somebody famous is going to be here now, and it's like, okay. And then, um, I think the thing that really kills me is just seeing like, you know, you get the rock star artists who kind of like like Jim Lee and Tom McFarlane still get like big draws and everything, but like, you know, some of the guys who like you know, some of the guys who really like made history, like, like I remember being able to go up to Joe Cooper and just being like, Hey, I mean, you know, yeah. um, and like, I remember guys, running into Joe Q on the elevator and saying, I love what you've done with the place because yeah, you've taken over Marvel at that point. Yeah. We don't, we don't, uh, you know, opportunities like that are going further and further away. And in some ways, you know, as, as these characters become part of the mainstream, I think one of, one of my things that I kind of woke up and realized and um is that we've gotten to a point with this is um well we just we've just kind of hit a point of, of oversaturation on everything and i think fa- like like the old school comic fans are kind of sick of it mm-hmm. like like to a sense of um you know almost like gatekeeping and stuff and which yeah, you don't oh, yeah. And I think what a lot of people are doing, like, um, like uh, this past weekend was the Wicked Comic Con around here in Boston. And what that was, was the guys who used to run the big Boston show. Um, they're now, they, they sold it to Fan Expo, which is like the big. Um, 
And they do the big show now, which after the past couple of years, like I think COVID kind of like really hit every convention hard, obviously. Yeah, definitely. And, um, but this one, they were like, you know, we're not going to do it's we're not going to do like any Hollywood guests or anything. We're going to have like this artist from this series and stuff like that. And it was very much just focused on comics, you know, and I think like anime Boston, like when it just, it's focused on anime. I think you're just going to see shows that are kind of like more niche to their own thing. Hmm. Um, which is great. Cause like, you know, I'll, I'll kill a Sunday at an anime show. I don't watch a ton of anime, but. Oh yeah. I'll go run around there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, I'd, 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 you know, run around and get lost at an anime I, convention. Just to, even if I walked away, like with, you know what, that's an anime I haven't seen. I think I'll check that out. Yeah. Like it'd be worthwhile for me. No, absolutely. I think I'd, I'd probably be like, <laughs> I'd probably been spend the first 20 minutes like, what do you kids want? I like the <laughs> life. Your hate sustains me. Like, <laughs> I got, like bringing it back to like the video game um expos i feel like um like i definitely feel like if if they're going to be sort of like rebranding themselves e3 rather uh, if they're mm-hmm. going to be rebranding themselves i think they would they would definitely benefit from um going smaller uh, like they don't need to be this huge but like I, like the day i feel like the days of huge bombastic uh, conventions are kind of going away like I even like San Diego Comic-Con I feel like that needs to like really be dialed back a bit it's just become way too like overblown you know and I feel like it's the same for E3 and then I I think to a degree like like a lot of the Disney parks seem to be suffering from this too like where it's like you're you're so like stuck in a place like you know you're either waiting in line for something mm-hmm. and then what get through it it's like you know i mean even in the past few years like you know mark's much 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 bigger like uh my friend mark who usually is my convention buddy um you know he has a much bigger list of like oh i like to get this guy's autograph i want to meet this writer this i mean mark has signed art from a colorist (laughs) like yeah like it's it's just kind of crazy like like where do you even get that yeah Um, and I almost feel like, like both in, in, in comic books and in video games, I feel like, like there used to be like singular people that you'd be able to sort of focus on and, and like, there'd be a big name artist. Uh, like, I feel like there's no like real, like current Jim Lee's, you know, on, on the comic book side of things. I mean, I've, I've, I've kind of like moved a little bit away from comic books, but at the same time on the video game side of things, there used to like the, the director of the gears of war series, like he used to be a big name and now I can't even remember what his name is, but like, there isn't really, I feel like there isn't really anybody like that. There's no like personality in like the video game arena right now. It's all just like, these companies are monoliths and that's like, there isn't like an individual that people can sort of focus on and latch on to. Yeah. I think, I think that there's a, do you mean like, just like a figurehead to just kind of like look up? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, It's always usually just like, you know, the CEO of, 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 you know, of, of gaming at at Sony or, you know, whatever. I mean, I'm I'm very careful about who I uh, who I 
put my like admiration in mm. these days, you know, as a as a former Joss Whedon fan Same. of some like, you know. Um yeah because i mean you never know like you know they they could be like all you know I, it, like you said with joss it was just like yeah look he's such a feminist he's this that and the other thing and then yeah. you come and find out that like oh he's a scumbag well yeah damn it, i wish i would have known that 20 years ago yeah um and you know it's it's just and he was the first guy in a long time like you know maybe since since really stan i mean stan lee mm. it's it, like like we were a fan of the creator as a person you know yeah. um i mean i don't know like i love hellboy but i don't give a shit what mike mcnola had for breakfast you know like i mean were it, you were you kind of like you know for like kevin smith I, I know for a while, like we yeah. were all about like Kevin Smith and his movies and stuff, but I don't know. Like I wasn't I, so much like, oh my God, I have to follow everything Kevin Smith does. I don't know about uh, you. For a while when I, when I first got into, well, actually it, it kind of like ebbed and flowed. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause he just kind of like stopped doing like, like I think after like strikes back, he just kind of like chilled out for a while or maybe, yeah, like, well, back. yeah, and then he stopped doing some like a, a universe yeah. stuff. Yeah, um, like he, you know, he did they, Jersey Girl, he did Red State, he did, and he like got his, really his Canadian horror trilogy or whatever he was calling it. Well, he got really into podcasting. Oh, that's right, he did. Yeah, yeah. So he had he had like five podcasts a week, and he was like, "This is great," and he was, <laughs> it, he would do them as like live comedy shows too. So like, he was. Well, doing, I mean. Like, an evening with Kevin Smith is like just like legendary in terms of oh my god he is a great storyteller not just on the script and screen but like also just as you know talking yeah so I mean you know just to sort of wrap up my thoughts on the whole um, you know E three thing you know I guess time will tell on whether or not um, you know it's the end of E three it's definitely not going to be the end of gaming conventions uh, because again you no. know PAX is definitely keeping that torch lit um but i I don't know i feel like unless they can really you know get their finger back on the pulse of the gaming community e3's days are numbered i well i think every everything though is in a real transition phase right now the pandemic has stuck as fuckballs horrible as it is (laughs) it used to be um, still gave everybody a chance to kind of step back and like, you know, oh, how can we do this differently? And like, mm-hmm. think, like companies just being like, yeah, you know, fuck it. You can work from home from now on. We're going to save a shit ton on, you know, renting this building. Um, True. You know, and, it, and it's kind of crazy. And it's like, I feel like. God, this is the most positive I've been in forever, and I don't know where it came from. Um, uh, we'll call it my influence on you, my optimism. Yeah, yeah you know, weirder <laughs> true. Uh, we'll say that again. Weirder things have been true. Sure, but I feel like like we're kind of going through like, and I'm hoping I'm right about this. I feel like we're kind of going through uh, growing pains as sort of a society. And, and now things 
as things are kind of like improving, like we're, we're kind of stepping into the future that we were always kind of hoping, you know, God damn it. I was promised jetpacks, but you know, I think, I think, I think we're, we're having some real growing pains getting there, but I think like as more and more things become online, things like that'll become smaller. Like uh, Mark and I talk a lot about things like this. Like, what do you think is going to happen to retail stores? And like, Mark's like, everything's just going to be a boutique. Like everything's just going to be a specialty. Like, every main street is just Etsy, like, you know, which is kind of fun. You know, that's like, that's like how stores used to be. Like you can either order it online or you can go get like artisanal, like this is my mother's recipe. Like, you know, you want that. So I, I hope like, you know, as, as retail space becomes available, more and more people live their dreams, I guess. Yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, you know, uh, I, I always <laughs> like to say time will tell. Because time is a tattletale bastard. Oh, yeah. um, <laughs> so uh, I guess now, um, you know, we'll, we'll um, uh, get into the sort of latter part of the show. Uh, we'll get into some of our favorite things. Or did you have anything that you uh, wanted to cool touch upon before we got into our favorite things? I know. I'm good on, on, a, I'm good on favorite things. Okay, so um, I went first last week with my favorite thing of the week. So why don't you um, take it with your favorite thing uh, of the week? My favorite original thing was going to be uh, Wonderland. But really, since my favorite thing can be a thing or anything, um, <laughs> I also heard today that one of my favorite comedians, uh, Mr. Noel Fielding uh, from uh, British Bake Off fame. Yes. Is going to be doing a new show for Apple Plus. Uh, in which he's going to play the world famous Dick Turpin. <laughs> you know, oh, wow! Do you know who Dick Turpin is? Uh, I have I have a vague recollection of it, but why yeah. don't you uh, the classic? Uh, I I have a vague recollection of it, but for the benefit of the people listening at home, why don't you explain? Well, well, Charlie, as you clearly know, Dick Turpin was a selectman from 1940. No, he wasn't. He was uh, he was actually a, a highwayman, uh, a robber uh, in days like he would rob like carriages like. And I was like. And I was thinking about that and I was like, oh, yeah, like that would have been a real thing. Like, because you think about it, like they had carriages for hundreds of years and you were just yeah. kind of like on like dirt roads and i was like did we have that and then i'm like oh yeah stagecoaches like <laughs> yes there's literally an entire film genre written around it yes we have that i'm like oh I yeah i think even um the hateful eight starts off with a with with a uh, it does carriage oh height yeah that movie's exhausting it's really long and exhausting you're right uh it's great but it's it's just like oh my god like such coarse language um anyway <laughs> but yeah so this i mean this this i'm sure so, anything, have have they like announced when it's going to come out and what it's going to be on is it like bbc america is it going to be no, streaming I, like what's happening so i think it's apple's own thingamabob like their apple tv plus or whatever or yeah apple plus or i feel like everything's home just of ted lasso yeah i guess so i've never seen an episode of that it is really good. That's what everybody tells me. It's like, but I, um, everybody's like, oh my God, it's such a happy and positive show. And I'm just, it's lying. <laughs> I just, happy. I don't. No. <laughs> no, it's just like, 
And instead, I just watch like, you know, the same reruns of Mystery Science Theater again and again. Mm. Um, so that's awesome. Um, that, that, that's, that's really good news that, uh, that that's going to be coming out. Uh, when did they say when it was going to be coming out? Um, no, but I imagine sometime this year, or hopefully early next year. Mm. I imagine well, his stuff's pretty low key. I mean, the mighty, I mean, his stage show, even he was, he was using cardboard for stuff. Like it's very, uh, <laughs> I, I, and I hope it still has that aesthetic. Like I love that the home like did you ever watch mighty boosh or see a couple uh, a little bit yeah like i love that like kind of homemade feel that they had like mm-hmm. i could say Is about that where it. old greg came from yeah yeah old greg yeah 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 old. right yeah and, and old like that's just very very lo-fi yeah and just just very silly for the sake of being silly and the, the only thing i could think of to compare it to is like like peewee's playhouse something like that level of obscurity but like uh, more for adults and not in like a like a sexier graphic way but just in like you know sometimes yeah. their things are ridiculous and, and even then like we tried to show alex some of it because like i'll i'll walk around doing voices from it all the time and like there's even a there's even an artist uh, a, a music artist with like a guy called pogo who just he just basically makes songs out of samples from things. So he has one song that's nothing but boosh lyrics and it's just like everything we need. Um, so we were like, oh, you want to see the show where the song comes from? And he was watching someone. He's like, I don't know if this is appropriate for me. And we're like, what makes you <laughs> don't get anything? And I'm like, okay. Uh, Alex, uh, you know, Alex, they, they really know what they, what, what they, what they want to know. So. Yeah. That's <laughs> they do. Uh, oh man um i started i started putting all my marvel dvds in those little lending libraries around town oh cool yeah i'm just like some kid's gonna be so happy and cvs i'm like all right you got the first four black sabbath albums this kid's gonna (laughs) he's gonna discover a whole new world knowing knowing the the diamond w i'm just gonna cause a new satanic panic (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, it's a good thing you brought up Black Sabbath because Black Sabbath it falls under the genre of music, and music is 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 uh, sort of what my favorite thing is related to for, from this past week. Um, now, it it's mu- not new. Say it. Is it as smooth as that segue? Uh, yes, even smoother actually, because <laughs> because. Very, very well. Well done. Well done. It's almost like you knew what I was about to talk about. Did I? <laughs> um, so it, it, this isn't necessarily new per se, but it's just it's it's just something that's been my favorite thing from the past week and even beyond. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that is Silk Sonic. <laughs> yeah. Bruno Mars, mm-hmm. Anderson Pock. Yeah. Our Bruno, our, our, our sorry, our um, uh, Silk Sonic. Our Bruno and, and Anderson Park. Anderson Park and Bruno Mars are Bruno Mars. Who knew that it was two people in that one Bruno Mars skin suit? Our Mars Park. <laughs> Mars Park. Parking. Park, P A A K. Park. It's not me with a Boston accent. It's actually park like a park kid. Don't park like a fucking Donnie. You park yeah. like a Mar- <laughs> Right, you man the fuck up, and you. Who's your favorite new kid? Yeah, 
<laughs> no, it's Mark. You don't listen to new kids. You're a big girl. You go with the funky. <laughs> you listen to Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. You listen to that funky bunch. My bunch um, is so. So I've been listening to Silk Sonic a lot lately, uh, to the point where actually this morning I was driving my son West to school, and um, "Fly Is Me," one of um, Silk Sonic songs, came on, mm-hmm. and apparently I'd played it often enough where he was singing along with me singing along with him. so we're both just going i deserve to be with somebody as fly as me and i'm just like oh you're such adorable <laughs> you did recommend it a, a few a few weeks ago and i have listened to it because it is it, i mean bootsy collins is on a couple tracks mm. um kendrick lamar i think is on a couple right um i don't know actually i don't he made <sighs> I forget. I'll I'll be honest with you. I've only really been listening to like a few of the songs on repeat. I haven't listened to the whole album all the way through more than maybe five times. (laughs) You see, again, it's it's just like I'm feeling old with the Dupalupas and I'm just like, I I can't like I can't keep up with anybody. So like Silk Sonic, it's like, okay, oh, this is Bruno Mars and another dude. And I'm like, okay, but let me let me tell you, like that like drips drips style like i don't know if you saw there's like a clip from the grammys they 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 won a grammy and (laughs) when well nobody uh, got i didn't watch it nobody got slapped so you didn't watch it yeah no that's a shame uh but there's there's this clip of them like the can't you know when the camera's on the winner Mm -hmm. they're like sitting at the table and they're just kind of like standing there and they're in their like you know sort of retro outfits or whatever And, uh, you know, they do this whole, like, almost like kind of choreographed bit where they're just kind of like, you know, looking away from each other and coming back. Um, but all in this just like really cool, smooth uh, yeah. sort of sort of motion as only, you know, Bruno Mars and Anderson Pac can do. But it's just I mean, the it, it it's it's just like if, if I were to describe them in one word, it would just be fly. Like it is just so damn fly, uh, uh, as the song says, "Fly as me," but they are fly as fuck. I I had like the complete opposite musical interaction with my son, uh, with my child today. Uh, the, so we were we were on our way home from from the test, and uh, for some reason, I let Al pick pick the music. It's fine, and uh. So for some reason, Billy Joel's Piano Man was on there. I'm like, okay, fine. You can listen to Piano Man. Tiny will love this. It's great. <laughs> like, and Our like, friend Tiny is a huge Billy Joel fan. Yeah. And uh, huge. We're, we're just listening to it. And I'm like, I'm trying to like riff and dad joke on the songs. So I, got to, <laughs> like, I know that I could be a movie star if I could get out of this place. And I'm like, huh, what's your problem, buddy? You can't find the door. It's a bar. Just ask somebody. And <laughs> like, just looks at me deadpan and goes, Jim, he's an alcoholic. <laughs> and I'm like, you're 11. Please stop. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> Just, just be a kid. <laughs> he's an alcoholic. Jim, he's an alcoholic. He has real problems, man. <laughs> Finding the door is a metaphor 
for his alcoholism. Dad. <laughs> so I don't know. Uh, before we wrap things up, did you have anything else you wanted to uh, touch on before we wrap things up for the week? No, no. I think uh, I think I'm pretty good. I don't I don't have anything. Uh, I don't know. Hopefully, that's forefront soon. But uh, I'm, well. I'm super excited about you know. Thank everybody to for uh, listening and coming out and looking at us on the TikTok. Because I didn't even like it was weird. Like like the day after, you're like like Alicia was just like, "Hey, great job on the podcast." I'm like, "What? It's up? Like, what's happening?" And then I was like, <laughs> "I'm on TikTok. What? What's going on?" I don't. Know. <laughs> I'm still saying Dupalupa over here. What's going on? Like, right? Yeah, you know, hundreds of people have seen our videos on TikTok. Hundreds, I'm telling. Hundreds, really. No. Yeah, I think two of our videos have uh, around 800 views apiece. What? Yeah. That's yeah. Awesome. That's, that's, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Now, if we can get those translated into some subscribers, we'll be even happier. Be good. <laughs> but speaking know. of, uh, you know, social media and things like that, so you can um, check out video highlights and other random bits of content on our Twitter and our TikTok accounts, uh, the, the aforementioned tiktok accounts uh, you can find us on um, both of those um at a week too late a w e e k t double o l a t e um <laughs> that's my best radio voice and if you wouldn't mind go ahead and subscribe to our show on spotify american music um, american all right yeah. let's take two uh, and if you wouldn't mind, go ahead and subscribe to our show on Spotify, Amazon Music Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. This week's episode was written by me with input from Jim. The opening and closing music was composed by Jim. And the views expressed in this show are ours and you can't have them. So there. <laughs> uh, until next week when it'll be too late to talk about whatever it is that episode ends up being about. But we'll say screw it and talk about it anyway. Thank you very much, everybody. Say bye, Jim. Get off my lawn, you doopaloopas. <laughs> <laughs>